St. Louis Public Radio, in partnership with the Missouri Film Office, proudly presents the latest installment of our unique audio drama, Lights, Audio, Action, a table read with all the effects to immerse you in the story. This is Stand Your Ground, the stage play. Okay. You all ready for the day? We're ready to bring the energy, the excitement, the life to stand your ground. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, the inception of this was in 2012, and we premiered. I was like immediately driven to put pen to paper after the Trayvon Martin occurrence. Then it's so crazy. I don't know if you all remember that time in history, but for me, it felt like we. It was like um, almost like we had gone back in time a little bit. Uh, the energy was interesting, to say the least. And um, the motivation behind this was just like, you know what? There's a lot of messaging going around, but I don't know that we're hearing what we need to hear. So hopefully through this particular piece, people were able to hear what we needed to hear or just giving other perspectives on how to be enlightened and maybe inspired in how we're organizing for change and all of that. So. I've written a film for this, and I've written a uh, mini-series for this as well. Thank you for being a part of history right now. Today's table read script is Stand Your Ground, a timely piece that examines the justice system, cultural biases, and family values. Written by Joel P.E. King of J.P.E.K. Creative Works Theater. The table read is directed by yours truly, Joel P.E. King, produced by Delilah Consuelo. Sound engineered by Sean Kilker and made possible by Jade Harrell, director of on-demand content and community partnerships, St. Louis Public Radio. The talented actors reading today are Joel P. King, Black Pearl, Olivia Neal, Zion Harrell, Zachary Clark, Terry Kendrick, Aiden Mays, Shane Rice, Stephanie Smith Dude, Seglinda Fox, Mike Paps. Colin McLaughlin. All the actors will be playing multiple roles. We really hope you enjoy our table read version of Stand Your Ground. Quiet on set, lights, audio, action. Prologue, inside the station of a police department. The set is minimum to consist of an office desk, file cabinet, and chair. It is the office of Captain McDaniels, whose sharp disposition mimics his decor. At rise, inside the captain's office, the mood appears grim and intense from the apparent contentious atmosphere set by Captain Daniels and District Attorney Gene McNeil. Now this I can't believe. Well, believe it. You're actually wanting to reopen this case. Yes, I do. It's not happening. You know the script, that stand your ground law states, a person may use force in self-defense when there is reasonable belief of a threat without an obligation to retreat first. Shall I continue? Don't impress me with the law. I know the law. The woman attacked him. He defended himself. That's what my guys reported. This is the third case in one year where this law was abused by your men and their illegitimate reports. You can't prove that. It's just an accusation left better keeping to yourself. I know that ranting mouth of yours- Has a way of making things happen? I'll, I'll tell you this. Any defamation of my men, because you're unhappy with the judge's final ruling, I'll have you on trial. Now my men are good men. Because of your men, real criminals are walking the streets. You know there were holes in their story. I'm doing my job. Protecting them is what I do. Protecting the community is what they do. A little sloppy sometimes, but never wrong in judgment. Women's rights, civil rights, does any of that mean anything to you? 
Your sworn oath to slay in the face of injustice? And I do that, but everyone is innocent until proven guilty. We enforce the law, but we don't make it dog on it. But we can help change it. I just don't understand what you want me to do. Sorry for you, I just don't care like you do. My wife and kid, that's my oath. Everything else is pretense. Pretense? Come on, McNeil, you think we like having to go out there in that jungle? Hell no! We'd like to be home too. Popping the next tall one like the ones that are calling to us to be in that damn war out there. But if you're gonna do it, bring home a win is what I say. The law will handle the logistics. And that's it? Yep, been a friend thus far. Now between you and me, the smell of the heat from that damn ammo it's a blessing and a curse with these fellas. But I guess we all have to have our vices. Ugh, this case, you won't be able to handle it if it gets worse. <sighs> we still talking about that. Logistics or not. Today it's a 31-year-old woman. Tomorrow who knows who will make the national news. You have to do something about this. She was a drug head and a prostitute, for God's sake. You're profiling her? I'm just stating the facts. Then why not put the defendant on trial? Miss Taylor was wrongfully convicted and you know that. She wasn't even given a rape kit. What for? To sample the multiple DNA swimming inside her? Let's be realistic. She was a whore who caught a bad day on the job. Oh my God, you're impossible. We need real cases. School shootings, gang rapes, multiple homicides. Give me some of those and I'll give you all of my time. Alleged rape prostitute who viciously stabs a man because she thought she was under attack? It's not one of them. But he approached her first. Does your standard ground law apply to her at all? Maybe, but that's not how the judge or the jury saw it. She damn near gutted him before he knocked her cold. Attempted murder. That's what my men reported. That's what's on the records. Judge ruled. Case closed. She was black and she was raped. And she's the one that's doing time? <laughs> and maybe not national news now, but eventually, people will revolt. Are you trying to create another Rodney King? Not at all. Give the people more credit. A drug prostitute is not enough to care about, to start an uproar. Black or any race. Anyway, I think that we the people have found less volatile ways to express our anger than riots. Don't you think? I would like to agree, but... I know you feel a certain way about this case, but we can't treat cases on just the weight of how the community is going to respond. Leave that up to the government. Now, please excuse yourself. Last day before my vacay. Don't need the agitation. Stress trip. I'll say this, and then I'll leave. Until next time. Unless you find some way to eradicate this matter, or at least take action for God's sake, you're gonna find yourself an angry group of people who are not just protesting because of racial profiling or women's solidarity, but because once again, the justice system has failed us as a people. I know this. You can't continue to defend hate, even if they are the boys in blue. And this is exactly what this is. Find yourself doing something about this or I will. I would hate for your predators to lose their great protector. Great speech, McNeil. And again, I say, case closed. Enjoy your day. Scene opens to Brady's home. He is staring out of the window. Sally, his mother, has been watching him look at Jeremy Walton, their young neighbor, playing in his yard. Now, don't just be eyeballing him. If you got a problem with the little tick, then say something. Brady? Brady? Um, please hush it. I'm thinking. That yard ain't ever going to be the same. Just amazing you would endure it so long, you know, with them living so close. Quite impressed. Definitely inherited that trait from me, not your father. Tolerance. God bless his rested soul. Can we please not talk about daddy this morning? There's a human groundhog wrecking my yard. It's got to stop. He picks up phone to dial his friend Alfred. Hello, Alfred? <laughs> yep, it's me again. Scene opens to the Walters' home. Brady's neighbors, Pat, 
The mother is downstairs moving about in the kitchen to get the day started for the family. She hears loud hip-hop music. She believes is her son, Thomas. She proceeds to reprimand him. Thomas! Thomas! Ooh, gots to be crazy. Thomas! I'm right here, Mom. And you still have that music playing. Not mine. Jeremy! Not him either. Jesus. Frank! Yep. You should be used to it by now. He does it like every Wednesday. What does he call it? Hump day? Ah, uh, hump day. I'll hump his... Uh, too much information, Mom. Too much. I didn't... I wasn't... You know what I meant. Lord, look at the top. Jeremy! Jeremy! Where's your brother? Should be used to that, too. Where is he? Outside. This early? And by himself? Why did you let him go? I don't know. He's your son. He doesn't need my permission. Oh, really? Well, he's your brother, and you are... Brother's keeper. Uh-huh. Right. Smart mouth behind. I bet he hasn't even washed the sleep out of his eyes. Mm. Go and get him, Mr. He's Your Son. Honey! Just a break of dawn and you're hollering at the children already? Inside voice gets better results. Yes, Frank. And I keep trying to tell you I married you, all right, but don't try to tell me how to raise mine. Well, excuse me. Your excuse. And Frank, that loud music at 7 o'clock in the morning? Really, baby? Honey, that's how I get my energy going. You know that. I do. Guess I haven't gotten used to it. My apologies, baby. Oh, yeah? What about this? I wasn't talking about the music choice, man. I was... Wait, is that the emotions? Whoa, whoa, you got the best of my love. You've done something now. Whoa, whoa, you got the best of my love. Hump day. (laughs) Then just two days left before the weekend, baby. Well, I hope your job doesn't spring nothing on you at the last minute. The boys are counting on you to take them out this weekend, baby. Mm-hmm. Ah, schedule clear, no worries. And why are you moving around like this? Anne hasn't made it in yet, but Cole, what's taking them so long? Who? Got him. Thank you, baby. Uh-uh, you stop. Who? Who? The owl that's talking, that's who. Now, I told you about going outside this house alone this early in the morning and without my knowing. I had to save the worm. From our neighbor's yard? Jeremy, you can't do that. Why not? It's called trespassing. You can get in big trouble for that. Frank! I'm sure it's not a problem. Brady will be just fine. It was Brady again, right? Yes. Again. Ah, so maybe I knew about it the first time, but uh, your mom's right. Of course I am. Kind of disrespectful, kid. Well, will this make it better if the other reason I was outside? Because I want to see the bear the lady walks down the street every morning. The bear? Okay, this kid is crazy. Boy, where did you get that from? Mr. Walton? Mr. Walton. I told you it's okay to call him daddy now. He's my husband. But he doesn't look like he can be my daddy. And he may not look like he can be my husband, but he is. Okay, no biggie. Jesus. Hear me, son. Don't disobey me no more or it's going to be your behind. You understand? Yes, ma'am. Always together, never alone, especially when going out those doors. I know, Mom, but Dad told me it was okay. Frank... I asked you to include me in these things. I had the music playing. He caught me early. Get upstairs and get ready for school. Yes, ma'am. 
and Thomas make sure he didn't put any worms in his pocket this time. Already done. Thank you, baby. No problem, Mom. Thomas and Jeremy exit. Frank, we need to have a one-on-one about these kids of ours now. A bear? Really, Frank? Ha, <laughs> he's talking about Mrs. Kingley St. Bernard. Kids. So dang impressionable. I'm sorry, babe. Which is the problem. These ain't your regulars, and it ain't especially ain't regular for them to be hanging outside alone, looking for a bear or anything for that matter. <laughs> but especially a bear? Yes, especially a bear, Mr. Funny Man. Check. Frank, you got a lot to learn, baby. I'm sorry, honey. I just didn't see the harm. I know this neighborhood. They're nice people. You're not always going to be able to protect them like you do. But until that day, I will, and with all I got in me. Kind of crazy if you ask me how guarded you are. Like, you're just looking for something to happen. Alone, together, he was only out front doing what kids do. Oh, I know what he was doing. Been doing things like that since a toddler. And you better believe there was always someone there to witness. Don't know what world you living in, but an unattended young black child in these streets, just doing what kids do, looks a certain way through my eyes. And then there's the others. The others? Okay, who we really talking about? Ooh, don't act so naive. I'm serious. Sorry, I, I just want to get it. I want to relate. Them is trouble. Oh, jeez. Just think you need to relax. You have moved to the Upper East Side now. And? Come on, Pat. No more of them project wars you gotta be worried about. These kids are safe here. The Upper East Side, huh? With upper-class ways of killing folks. <laughs> I told you I don't trust the Upper East Side people as far as I can throw them. Had a run-in with the neighborhood watch police just the other night in the Upper East Side. We don't have a neighborhood watch police. Well, he sure enough act like he is. You know who I'm talking about, the nosiest of our neighbors. Oh, Alfred. He's the neighborhood watch chair. He's supposed to be nosy. Little weird, but harmless. What you fighting with him for? It wasn't me. That man is crazy. Just take his job a bit too damn serious for me. The first time, I kept my cool. People still adjusting. I get it. But this last time, I was walking from the driveway of my own home, and here he come, flashing a damn flashlight. That can get you real hurt from where I'm from. I told you to park in the garage, honey. For what? This my neighborhood too, right? Of course. Hell, I should be more threatened by him. Here we are in the 21st century, and still dealing with this foolishness. And you want me to trust my kids out there alone? Please. What are you talking about now? What I haven't said. You know like I know the real reason why he flashed his light at me. Oh, come on. He's just a snooper like that. And I'm just black like that. Okay? I said it. And that's why he did it. Ain't no other way of putting it. Oh, come on. Hey, it is what it is. The boys absolutely love it here. I love it here, to be honest. I just can't play stupid to the likes of prejudices like that. Come on, Pat. Like you said, the 21st century? Can't we just celebrate, not play a hate? I'm celebrating. Happy as a fed cow. You tell that to your people. Really? I'm just saying, but I'm not shaking over it. I still believe in the vision of a promised land. Where all men are created equal? 
Black man and white man. White man and black woman. Jews and Gentiles. Protestants and priests. Free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we're free at last. Well, all right, Dr. King. (laughs) All right, indeed. (laughs) I love you. Do you? Yes, I do. And although we may face difficulties because we will, it will never compromise my love for you. Just thought I should say that. And I'm sorry if I seem a bit too strong, but I see it, Frank. And raising these kids just make me that much more. It scares me sometimes, most times. But you can't worry about that. Yeah. Hey, I love you and our kids. I'm going to do my part, loving you, protecting you, reassuring you every day so you can feel more comfortable, okay? You better. My boo. Oh, stop talking like that. Don't hate my swag. Whatever. You got the best of my love. Now kiss your man like you mean it. Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Scene opens to Brady's home. Brady rushes in with a bat. And just what the hell do you think you're doing with that? Playing a killing game of whack-a-mole with that child. I'm gonna get him. I promise. And have yourself rotten in prison. What's wrong with you, Brady? Messing in my yard, Mom. He was messing in your yard? Been gone for a minute now. While you're back there sitting in your pity. Definitely not your father's child. And a bat? My God, Brady. Everybody knows that a bullet sounds the alarm. Put that thing up. Well, I'll grab my gun then. Use too much of a shot shooter, Brady. You couldn't shoot then, and you definitely ain't shooting now. Just a pity, but I'll take it. Keep from the worries of you flying too far off the handle. Why are you just standing there? Go do something. You done with your breakfast? I'm not hungry no more, Mom. Figure. Emotions ate your appetite. Again. Scene opens to the Walton's home, and the housekeeper enters. Good morning. Oh, so sorry. Good morning. morning. Praise God. I made it. Traffic was horrible. And Mr. Siwa was a little hard getting out of bed this morning. Is he getting better? Day by day. It's different. Never know. I just pray. All right. I hear you. So sorry, Anne. Sorry, no good. Pray. Oh. <clears throat> what? I can see that it must be you keeping your hands busy. I know. I, I just wanted to make sure things were still moving. Oh, they're still moving. I prepare. Jeez, that's why you pay me the big books. Breakfast on the go? Lunch even. Well, I'm impressed. Just not used to all of this. It's been over three months now. Get used to it, honey. Right. Get used to it. I can see that little Jeremy's been digging this morning. Yes, he has. Is it bad? Not really. For you, it looks like part of the yard. (laughs) But for the neighbors, ah! (sighs) Oh, no, Jeremy. Relax, Pat. I'll take care of it. Yes, he just being a curious child. Reminds me of my boy when he was young. Gotta watch a little closer for kids with minds like that. See? Yep, brilliant. But can blow up a house if you're not watching him close enough. Got you. Sweet Jesus, Joseph Mary! Jeremy, boy, don't do her like that. Apologize. I'm sorry, Miss Ann. Jesus. Okay, okay, no problem. And take that hood off, especially in my house. I have told you before... No hood wearing, unless... The Lord gives too much sun or just a pinch of rain. Exactly. 
If it ain't nothing falling from the sky, ain't no reason why you should be covered. Eat your breakfast, sons. Jesus near the cross. Whoa, now, is that just a little too much, Sergeant Pat? What, surviving? No. But a hood? Oh, really? Scary movie. The killer usually wears what? A hood? Mm-hmm. Bank robber. Hood. Mm. Gangsters in the street. Hood. And sometimes just a t-shirt. Jer, not right now. Come on now, Pat. Frank, I didn't build the profile. The system did and then called them criminals. Guilty or not. Yeah, but but the same thing can be said for some regular guy wearing a hooded sweatshirt taking a morning run. He ain't no criminal. You don't know that, baby. But what you do know is the guys you're talking about are not whom we've been programmed to fear. And that's just facts, because I guarantee you take that same regular guy, add a little melanin to his skin, and the story changes. We're back to that again. Not exactly, but the chances are there for that too. And even a regular, but bald white guy wearing all black with a hood. I'm not discriminating. I'm just... All right. You made your point, but the kids are in the... Upper East Side. Exactly. Which makes them more of a target. I checked out the neighborhood. They ain't used to our kind. Oh, you're killing me, Pat. No, I'm teaching you. Hey, I'm sure I will lighten up as we get to know this area better, but for now, it is what it is. All right, baby. I hear you. Miss Ann, I worked on my solo for the school show. You want to hear it? Sure. Please don't let him sing. He's been doing it all morning. Be quiet, Jeremy. Uh, son, you didn't tell me about a solo for a school show. I could have helped you. I know, Mom, but Miss Ann was a music teacher before. Okay, Ann. Well, thank you. So when is your show? In two months. Spring concert, May 13th. Oh, he is going to be so great. I hope so. Miss Abram is counting on us, and I really want to do a good job. Thomas wants to do a good job because he's got a crush on the music teacher at school. Be quiet, Jeremy. Hey, kiddo. He's up off your brother. Okay, Frank Dad. Jeremy, I said to call him. It's okay, baby. Close enough. Okay, now. Are you guys going to hear me or what? Yes, let's hear it for the boy. Thomas, Thomas. Woo, 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 okay, woo. okay. Here it goes. I believe in miracles, the visions of our dreams. I believe in the children and the future that we bring. I believe in love and magic, a world that's pure and free. Oh, I believe in you and me. Okay, that's it. Well, hot damn! That kid needs to be cutting records. Yeah, and I'm his manager. Hey up, Daddy Frank. Jeremy. So, what do you think, Mrs. Walton? Oh my God, thank you, Anne. He sounds amazing. Come here, baby. Oh, oh, Mom, don't cry. Oh, she's such a softie. Cry, baby. Mom's a cry, baby. Oh, be quiet, boy. Oh, Jeremy. Oh, Frank, Dad. Okay, gentlemen, get your lunch. Frank, I'm going to see them down the street for the bus. Oh, and thank you again. Wow. Wow. Yes, thank you, Miss Ann. Have a good day, Dad. See you guys later. Peace out, my homies. Jeremy. Word up. Frank, get your behinds out of here. Go. The three exit. You've got a good family, Mr. Watson. Lots of good spirits. Good, good choice. I think so. All right. I should be getting out of here, too. See you later. Oh, uh, did you record any of Thomas's sessions? Maybe. A couple. 
What? You kidding me? <laughs> I have several recordings. Send me a good one over when you get a moment. I want some of the guys from A&R to take a listen. Pet may have my balls about it, but no harm in just listening, right? Right. No harm. <laughs> Great. All right, I'll be looking out for that. See you later. Bye, Mr. Walton. <laughs> have a good day. She's definitely going to grab his balls for this one. Ah! Scene open to Brady's home. Brady is shining his gun while his mother is in the kitchen. Alfred knocks on the door. Brady opens the door with gun in hand. Hey, neighbor. You like that? Savage slug bolt action shotgun? Jesus. That's what you called me over for? I thought it was about some kid in your yard. I ain't worried about that no more. I'll let that be your problem. Ain't that right, mama? I guess, yes. Let it be his. Anybody's problem but yours, sicko. And Benny, don't worry. He ain't ever gonna shoot that thing. Scared as a chicken shit of the sound of the ammo. Hello, Miss Mahoney. And, uh, it's Alfred. What? Speak up. And my wedding name is Bradenton, Benny. Get it right. All right. Alfred is mine. Daddy carried this type when he was sheriff of this town. Like a revolution when he was around here. These neighbor problems would have never happened. Okay, well, could you put that away? Grow a pair, Alfred. It's not even loaded. Oh, your name is Alfred? Yes. And, well, I sure hope you have a conceal and carry for that. You think I'm stupid? Let me answer that for you. I'll be fine to assume the best of my good friend while he puts that away. You want some coffee? No, ma'am. Good. He ain't got much here anyway. Why am I here, Brady? Sally moves to the window. Just wanted to show you something. He needs friends. Shut up, Mom. Check this out. Neighborhoods seeming to be changing faces. Want to be prepared for... Brady hands Alfred video surveillance cameras. Okay. Wow, these are nice. Maybe unnecessary, but nice, indeed. Would have wiped the whole damn store if we had had use for them. My, they drive a nice car. I didn't say they were destitute. I guess you didn't. And look, they don't even park both cars in the garage. What kind of people do that? And it's a three car. Oh well, not my business. Now listen, I can't keep making these early morning house calls, son. Next time you fix your own damn breakfast. I do have your daddy to worry about. He ain't none of my daddy. Oh, still this. Grow up, Brady. Just a toddler, I swear. But much to your chagrin, your daddy was one of a kind. The only kind? I used to keep his little costume in the attic. Look like a little pony ghost head's running around here. Revolution. My Aunt Fanny. What was he thinking? He had a good time with that until, well... Still to wonder how they just vanished. Like they all just went into hiding. Guess it was for the best. Change is good, right? Sure. Well, I'm off. Emergencies only, Brady. I'll try. You won't. Keep an eye on him, Benny. Alfred. Yeah, you know your name. He ain't always wrapped too tight, but he makes a good fried bologna sandwich. Definitely not my biggest accomplishment, but he's mine. I'll shoot a tick, break a brick for him. Anyway, later, Benny. Alfred. You said it. School. Scene opens the students moving to get to class. Gene, teacher, meets with Mr. King, teacher, to discuss some quick school details before class. I know you only have a moment, so, so do I, but you did put a little something in my mind after our last combo, which are always amazing, and so I wanted to ask you. I really need to ask you. Uh, Gene, spit it out. Easy. Now, just hear me out. Is it racist if I need to ask, is it racist? And is it really my responsibility to learn what my parents didn't teach me if what they taught me was how to be racist? What if I didn't know? Because I didn't. Really, I didn't. Jeannie, you really gonna ask me this kind of question right before class? Yeah, I know. Right? So, so inconsiderate. What, what, 
Was it racist though? I really don't want to be racist. That would that would just be bad. It would it would break my little heart. <sighs> okay, Jeannie. If it helps, I don't think you're racist at all. Oh God bless you. But that doesn't mean that certain things you may say aren't racial. Oh, that's another stone to turn, huh? Maybe. Okay, I'll work on that. Right now, I'm reading Race, Are We So Different by These Brilliant Authors. I have to share with you my read when I'm done. Just breathtaking some, some of the things. I don't know, but I'd like to believe that we are indeed more alike than we are different. Yep, yep. Was, it, was that racist? Jeannie, go to class. Talk to you later. I'm gonna go get to my class, like you already suggested. I'm sorry, I'm leaving. Yeah. Scene opens to Mr. King's classroom. The students are assembled and engaged in the studies. People have said we are destined to become the trouble that surrounds us. Through the culture of our family, how we are raised, our jobs, through education. If this is true about what we are to become, the trouble, then why need redemption at all? Hand? The class raises their hand. Thomas. Well, I see it like forgiveness. It's like we kind of need it because if we don't, then we keep doing the same thing over and over. The redemption is more about the evolution of how we look at trouble. I don't know what I'm saying. Actually, I think you're on to something, Thomas. It's like the kid from the hood. Just because you grew up with people saying and looking a certain way, signaling how you are supposed to be, doesn't mean you have to conform. It's your personal human right to decide how you want to be perceived. It's those redeeming qualities that also decide your evolution or what you're to become. Much like our white brothers and sisters who decided slavery was no longer okay. They wanted to become something different than what their environment reflected or suggested. So they decided something different, which invites evolution and then revolution. So, nice. Thank you so smart. Whatever. I didn't even know what I was talking about. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Revolution, a forcible overthrow of government or social order in favor of a new system. There was the Chinese Revolution, the French, and of course the American Revolution, 1765 through 1783. At times, these demonstrations have become violent and sometimes not. A close example in black history, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., a nonviolent revolutionist and then there's Malcolm X. We also have the People Power Revolution. Toby? Mandela. Yes, him too. He was a South African warrior. He fought for culture, law, and power. In America, there's only power and the government is your culture. Huh. That's an interesting notion. That's no notion. That's the truth. Okay, okay Toby. Uh, yes, Thomas? So, revolution. Is it something that kind of happens small or is always big? Well... It very well can start small and continue that way, undoubtedly. But much depends on who's leading the movement. Okay, group up for discussions. We're almost at time. Toby walks over to Thomas as the class is preparing for discussion. Thomas, that was clever. Your last question? I didn't think so, but thanks. The teacher, he lies. All teachers lie. Okay. My father says revolution starts small. Only small people that make small decisions. But the solution is always bigger. I'll keep that in mind. Brother. That was weird. Y'all already know. <laughs> His father probably got a black militia hiding off in some field somewhere. I mean, he... <laughs> yeah, intense. More like crazy. He good, though. Yeah. If being good looks like being crazy, call me later. Sure. 
Okay, I see you. Man, shut up. You're listening to Lights, Audio, Action on St. Louis Public Radio. Enter the mind of area film, theater, and television writers, along with the cast and crew of Lights, Audio, Action, an exciting podcast from St. Louis Public Radio. In partnership with the Missouri Film Office, immerse yourself in story from inside the room of a raw dramatic table read. Travel with us through your personal theater of mind into a full-bodied audio experience. Written by or about people in or from Missouri, bringing you classic radio drama with a thoroughly modern approach. Cliffhangers included. Listen to full episodes, go behind the scenes, show notes, episode insights, and more. stlpr.org slash lights. Stand Your Ground continues. Scene opens to the Walton's home. Anne and Pat are at home together. There's a knock at the door. It is Alfred, the neighborhood watch chairperson. Anne answers the door. Good afternoon. Hi, can I help you? Did you realize that your porch lights are on in the daytime? No, no I didn't. How am I to properly watch out for this neighborhood when you neighbors aren't following policy? I didn't know it was any policy. I, I do apologize. You're the worker, right? And who's that? A gentleman. He's leaving. Patricia walks up to the door. Uh, Was that your son digging up my neighbor's yard in the early morning? Were you the one that flashed a flashlight at me as I was walking from my driveway the other night? Huh? Hmm. Guess we both have complaints. It is my civic duty to make sure that this neighborhood is safe. I wanted to make sure you were safe. Thank you. But I have a husband for that. Alfred Mahoney, Neighborhood Watch Chairperson. Look, I know who you are, or at least what your ass looks like. No need for a hostile environment, ma'am. You ain't seen hostile. Now, if you didn't know me, you know me now. Mrs. Patricia Walton, when you see me, know that I live here, along with my two black sons and white husband that I'm sure you may know. So don't you ever in your lifetime flash a light or anything at me again, because you don't know where I'm from and I don't mind taking you there. Again, no need for hostility, but I would recommend that you keep your boy out of my neighbor's yard. And where you're from is not where you currently reside. You would want to remember that. Are you done? And for the sake of community, it's not racial. Actually, an eighth of my blood is Native American. Great, great, great grandma was a black woman. How's that for something? Yes, it's something. Again, I'm just trying to maintain the peace with hopes that others will follow. Thank you for your time, and please turn off your porch lights during the daytime. It's easier for me to protect you and the others when you're following the rules. I don't need your protection and get away from my house with your nosy... Not nosy, just concerned. But good day. Alfred exits. You're such a brave woman. My heart's fall out my chest. You better learn how to stand your ground, Anne. But he's a man. So? The mind, Anne. You can fight off a whole army if you're smart enough. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. So, what do we do now? Finish this coffee. You want another cup? Why not? <laughs> the scene opens to Miss Abrams' classroom. It's a music class. The set is minimal. There are folding chairs, a teacher's desk, keyboard, and rolling chalkboard. 
Scene opens with students walking down the hallway watching footage on YouTube. Y'all see this? Police identify students in local robbery after YouTube footage goes viral. Suspects have identified as teens 15-year-old Dante Miller, who is currently under police custody, and 16-year-old Maurice McBrown, who is hospitalized and said to be in critical condition with criminal charges awaiting his recovery. Oh, I see. So you dating criminals Shut now. Shut up. I went out with Dante one time, thank you. And you thought this was important to show me why? I don't know. I'm just trying to find out why you dating criminals. My gosh, I can't stand you. For real. And thanks for the reminder of how the quality of our black men is going down the freaking drain. Your boyfriend is a criminal. So you make false generalizations. First, he not my boyfriend. Secondly, is it really false? I'm not a criminal. Yes. Funny, I can see your future already. Race baiting your own people, debasing our cultural identity with obscure information because not enough black men validated you. Excuse me? I hear your conversations of race and identity. You speak of the white man as if they're God saying that oppression is so universal, diluting the afflictions of the black man caused by the white race. But that's not what I said, Toby. Ain't nobody diluting nothing. White supremacy is real. The KKK, real. Systemic racism, real. Yeah, but you don't think it's important to know more of your history as a black woman. You talk about others. Black history is my history. And it is definitely important. However, I think we need to embrace the burdens of other cultures, races as well, including our white brothers and sisters. We were not the only ones who went through slavery. But we are the only ones in America still marginalized post-slavery. And so are others, especially if you're poor. The problem is we are more vast, vigilant, and we make better ratings on the news. Okay, let's just keep it real. Silly woman. And you ugly. Uh-uh. Black power. Black power, y'all. Whatever. Black power. Uh. Karen, Toby, Jonathan, and the other students entered the classroom. The bell rings. Hey, hey, one minute. I've been meaning to show you this. What you want? Class is starting. Yeah, I know. Uh, one minute. Just, just wait. You know she's going to come out here and get us, right? Hold on, hold on. I know you don't want your girlfriend to be mad. Stop playing like that, man. Did I take the wrong bag again? Shoot. What are you even looking for? The CD. My brother finished laying the track for us. Ooh, give it here. Let me see. He takes the bag. Gentlemen, the bell has rung. The bag falls. Miss Abram goes to pick it up. Uh, I can get that. Maybe you didn't hear the bell ring. She spots a bag of weed. What? Thomas! Deshaun! Um, that's not mine. It ain't mine either. So whose is it? That's what we were trying to find out until you, Yeah, uh, Miss Abram, uh, I was trying to show Thomas, and, and but well, I think I mixed up my brother's bag. I, I, I'm sorry. Please, just believe us. Go inside. We are starting at the chorus of your song, Thomas. I'll figure out what I'm going to do about this situation later. You two just be sure to wait for me after class. They entered the classroom. Karen, any names? Just one. Jonathan. What? No, I, I wasn't. I didn't even do nothing. He just looked like he wanted to talk. But that's it. Oh, okay, okay. That's not an efficient way to monitor a classroom. And from that response, I don't foresee any further opportunities for you to resume that position at uh, this but time. Karen. 
It appears your name is what really needs to be on the list. No, no, I'm I'm sorry. For real. He just be, ooh, I'm sorry. Because she tired of dating criminals, Miss Abram. He was not my boyfriend. You, you too. Make this your last. Yes, Miss Abram. Abram. Now, everyone assemble accordingly, please. We are going to start at the chorus of I Believe. Tracy, take Thomas's lead today. Oh, man, but I was ready to do it today. To be ready is to be on time, in class, and prepared. You missed two of the three. Next time. <sighs> okay. Thank you. Now, one foot slightly in front of the other, backs straight. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I can't breathe when my back is straight like that. Stop eating so much. I know you didn't, booty scratcher. Fat boy. Gentlemen, no! Jonathan, train your body otherwise. And Toby, I don't need your input. Next time, both of you. Now, straighten up everyone. Head slightly lifted and... I believe. Excellent job. This time, stand and sing. Scene opens to Brady's home. There are recaps of Romney and Obama debates. Brady watches. Those teachers can make a difference. Yeah, yeah. I'm so proud of the state I had the chance to be governor of. That's right, guide the wheel. We have every two years. Test and look at how well our kids are doing. I think that Romney made some very strong points, but there's something charismatic about Obama too that keeps you watching him. I don't know. I don't know, but we will keep watching. Breaking news. Tragedies from Stand Your Ground cases continue to raise eyebrows. Last year's case of 18-year-old Asian male Sing Tai Chang, who was shot and killed by Charles McKee in a case of mistaken identity, will be tried before a federal court. Sing became lost while traveling to a fraternity party when his killing occurred, and the grand jury's decision to find Charles not guilty, the family of Sing says they will continue to seek justice. Who freaking who? Hello? Well, you're welcome, Alfred. You can thank me later for helping you do your freaking job. Yeah, yeah, cry me a river. Scene opens to Miss Abrams' classroom. Thomas and Deshaun are being interrogated by the teacher. The mood is very intense. Now explain. Well, I was just... No, Thomas first. He was caught with the bag. He'll be first to explain. Well, Deshaun called me out to see it. He thought he had the CD we made in there. Then you came and the bag fell. I really don't think he knew it was in there. He's right. I, I didn't. Me and my brother- My brother and I. Yeah, my brother and me got bags that look alike. Okay. So, you are admitting that you know where the bag came from? Yes. Okay. Understand that I have to report this because it's my job to do so. I will see that if and any punishment will be admitted through me, being that you two found the bag by the door as you were entering my classroom late, correct? No. Yeah, you're right. You boys only have one more time, and I do mean only one more time to disappoint me. And a solo in the spring concert will not be the only thing that I'll take from you. Understood. You took my solo for good? Understood. Yes. And Deshaun, have your parents to purchase you a different bag that's not identical to your brother's? 
Matching Bags is a story that only flies with someone that knows you better than this. Yes, Ms. Abram. He should know that this is a criminal offense. And if he's going to commit it, it should not involve you. Because that's when I get involved, and I'm sure no one wants that. No, ma'am. Have a good day and smile. Be on time tomorrow. Ugh, I'm so sick about this, man. What are you talking about? This was easy. I know one kid. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thomas, Deshaun? Yes. When you find the right bag, I would like to hear the CD. Sure. Yes, Miss Abram. You have such a major crush on Man, whatever. You should come by the house and get the CD. Hey, my mom will take you home. Cool. I'll just let my mom know to meet my brother at the bus stop. Okay. Let's do this, man. Scene opens to the Walton's home. Anne and Pat are discussing the encounter. Pat's sister, Chanel, enters. Ooh, look at him run. What are you talking about? Like a stab. That old man. Maybe, but he looks like he got good credit. Girl. <laughs> Just looking, never touching. God. I leave that white meat to you, baby. Chanel, not. I'm just saying. Frankie boy, know I talk like this? It's still uncouth. Dark meat. And proud of it. Like me and love me, because you know you want to be me. Girl, please. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so, what's going on up in here in the Upper East Side, honey? Upper East Side. That's exactly what's going on. I'm listening. Mm, I just don't get it. You think people would be more relaxed around here? In the Upper East Side? Child, please. Honey, Tupac said it best. More money, more prop. Ah, uh, I'm not really sure Tupac said that. <laughs> well, whoever said it knew what they were talking about. People with money got it so easy. They don't even realize that they got it that easy. I wish the only thing I had to worry about was lawn care and dog poop. Girl, you are crazy. Mm-mm, they the crazies, making big problems over small situations. Yeah, well, one day, right? <laughs> hey. Hey, and, and just what are you doing? Standing my ground. <laughs> what? Girl, Anne want to be acting tough around here. Oh, is she? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How you coming along, Anne? I'm back, baby. Uh-uh. No, you're not. You messing with me? Huh? <laughs> you want to mess with me? Uh, Ann, Ann, take, take a break, honey, uh, or something, please. Okay, I get you. You messing with me. Ann steps away. <laughs> she is funny to me. <laughs> me too. So, uh, a favor? I know. How much? Okay, just $50 this time. I can give it back to you when no I get my... No need. Just keep it. I'll be needing your sitting services soon enough. Girl, for those grown boys. They are not grown, but they are growing up. That's for sure. Jeremy enters. Where's your brother? Well, Thomas said he texted you. A text? Yep. He texted you that he's with the sign, so he made sure I got on the bus and that you would be waiting for me. But there's a problem. Yes, there is a problem. Right. You weren't waiting for me. That's why I walked with the kid that lives down the street. Oh, I can't believe this. Where's my phone? White people sure are funny. Jeremy. Oh, sorry. Hey, Titi. Hey, baby. And stop being rude. Really? What? What did I say? The pot and the kettle. Jesus. I guess you got a point. <laughs> this just don't make no sense. Why wouldn't he call me? He did. You didn't pick up. Well, shoot. I see why my phone was on silent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tried to call too before I came. Thank God for my own key. Mom, what is Ann doing? 
Is she still? Anne, please stop. Sorry. Thomas? Hey, Mom. So where are you? I'm with Dasan. I tried to call. I know. Are you safe? Of course I'm safe, Mom. Be home soon. Is that rain? We haven't driven into any yet. Well, you got your jacket? Yes, ma'am. Okay, I'll see you when you get here soon, okay? Yes, ma'am. Oh, and Dasan's brother has to bring me home this time. His mom's car won't start. All right. Well, tell him don't ride in this neighborhood with that music all out, and if you can help it, keep those tinted windows down, too. I know it's raining, but you know what? Where are y'all? I'll just come and get you because Mom, I... Mom, no. It's fine. I'm okay. All right. And call me when you get close, and I'm not taking no on that. Yes, ma'am. Will do. Love you. Love you, too. Girl, you worry more than a little bit. I have to. Make me not ever want to have kids. Hey, definitely not a job for the faint of heart. Jeremy, baby, you know the routine. Homework, wash, dinner. Yes, ma'am. It is really pouring down out there. Seems like you just missed it, Jeremy. Frank enters. Well, just look at what the rain has brought in. What's up, Frankie boy? You got it. Ooh, Frank, I just love how you turn it on and turn it off. What, my swag? There it is again. You are the homeboy. <laughs> That's what's up. Will you stop entertaining her, please? <laughs> Where are the boys? Jeremy is upstairs and Thomas is on his way. Don't they usually come home together? Usually. Today, Thomas went to a friend's house. Wait, is that a bad thing? No, it's just I hate I missed his call. I took a nap and forgot to take my phone off silent. Well, that happens. No, Jeremy had to walk home by himself. I just don't feel good about that. Anyway, how was your day? Great. Even better if uh, you like what I did. What did you do? Well, I had a bit of a convo with some execs down at the job, and uh, they listened to Thomas sing. And they won an interview. You gotta be kidding me. How did this happen? Anne recorded one of his sessions with her. Gave me the recording. Ooh, little Thomas about to be a music star? Now that's what's up. Chanel, please. What? So that's a no? Uh, yes, baby, that's a no. He's too young for the music industry. Uh, guess that was a miss too? Baby, I appreciate the gesture. I do. I just... Chanel, can you give us a moment? Um, sure. I'll just go hang with Jeremy. Thanks. Okay, help me. Help you what? I'm, I'm so confused. It's, it's like nothing that I do for our kids can be right. It's okay. It'll happen in time. I, I'm sorry, but when is that time when you keep directing or redirecting every area of their lives? Frank, I'm a mother. You just don't stop being that because you get married. I'm not asking you to. I'm asking you to give me a break or or just give those kids a break. It's driving me crazy. Mm -hmm. Speak for yourself. Me and those boys have been doing just fine. I know it's an adjustment. I know, but... No, it's not. When I'm the only one adjusting. These things take time. Now, if you are expecting me to just give over to everything overnight when it comes to my children, I'm sorry. I will take my time to make sure that everything is right for you, me, and this family. And when you figure that out, I'll be nothing to them. Just, just a spot on the wall with no say because you always got things I need to learn. Okay, okay, so maybe there are a few 
cultural barriers we, uh, I, need to get over. Damn, a cultural barrier? Just, just say what it is. Oh, no, we are not doing this that way, Frank. I'm sorry. I'm just so dang frustrated. I'm good for taking the kids out to give you a break, but that's it. And you want to know why? Why, Frank? Because you don't think this white man knows anything about raising your black children. Scene opens to split setting, Brady and Alfred's home. Well, thank you for nothing. I'd tell you if I even sent something funny. Hey, hey, I'm sorry. Policy is policy. I can assure you that I will do what I can, but I say again, you're not the only home on this block that needs tending. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, this is kind of funny. Say, Alfred, have you ever, uh... What, Brady? You ever banged a prostitute? I won't share in this conversation. Best if you kind of force yourself on him a bit. Can leave you a little wounded, but a crazy ride. I think I'll end this call. Is she pregnant? You know, when you stop by, the, the neighbor, is she pregnant? This is getting really weird, Brady. We're losing numbers because of them. Just a pinch of it. Their blood, our brains, their colors. It's unreal. Changes everything. I'm the neighborhood watch, not the U.S. Census. You're not listening. We're not mating with our kind like we're supposed to. They think we've become extinct. Time for a revolution, Alfred, just like my daddy. Think it's time for a nap, Brady. Do I need to call your mother? Oh, hold on now, hold on. I ain't never seen that car in this neighborhood. Scene opens to the Waltons' home. Frank and Pat resume in discontentment. Well, maybe you're right. Excuse me, my son is calling. Give me the phone. Frank, you've lost your mind. No, I have not. I'm trying to make this marriage work better. Give me the phone. Boy, you don't even know. Pat, I'm serious. Stop this. Frank tries to snatch the phone. It falls and breaks. Look at what you did. Give me your phone. You are crazy. Scene opens to Alfred's home. This really got me puzzled. I can go out and see for you. Good heavens, Brady. I don't need no vigilante. I'll just call the police. Thank you. What for? So they can get away? We can handle this. You out of your flippin' mind? Only God knows what lies in that car. And I know what can lie at my waist. Brady, I promise that- Coward! Scene opens to the Walton's home. He's not answering his phone. Babe, I'm, I'm sorry. It's fine. Just give me a moment, please. Please. She exits the room and lights dim. Shift to next scene. Scene opens to Alfred's home. The mood is becoming more intense. Please, Brady, just get off the phone and let me call the police. Please, man, I'm not stopping you. Look, they're getting close. Driving slow, tinted windows down in the rain. No, gotta be bad. I'm gonna go check it out. Brady, don't be stupid. Stay put. The police will be here in no time. They're not getting away with it this time. Damn, punks. Brady drops the phone on his chair but doesn't end the call. Hey, Brady. Buddy, everything all right with you? Brady? Brady! Hiding in that closet. For my daddy. I was only nine years old. Daddy was out with the fellas, doing what they do. Protecting our towns and our cities from the infiltration of, of, of mucks. The monkeys is what my daddy called them. It was in my room that night, and, and I heard these sons of a guns outside and knew my daddy was in trouble. He runs in the house, grabs me the gun, and told me and mama to wait in the closet. I in that closet that night was, was so scared. Daddy said, don't come out. So we didn't. Next moment, it got louder and louder, like a war of men tussling. Then it got quiet. 
I walked out of that closet before Mama with the gun in hand, and, and when I saw the men walk out the door unscathed, I raised my gun, but I couldn't shoot. I couldn't shoot, Alfred. My daddy lay on that floor dressed in his favorite costume, all dressed in white, bleeding to death. I took off his bloody mask. Couldn't do nothing but cry. I just can't do it no more, Alfred. Brady, don't you move an inch. I'm hanging up calling the police, and then I'm coming to you, buddy. Seam returns to Walton's home. Jeremy and Chanel are coming down the steps to enter the living room. Everything all right with you two? Just fine, Mom. Yep, I got your back. Okay. Tommy should be pulling up soon. Just missed his call. Again. <sighs> don't go outside, Mom. The lightning. I'm okay, baby. Just get ready for dinner soon. Yes, ma'am. Is that a house phone? Girl, people still got those? I guess so. I forgot it was even here. Never rings. Chanel, can you please get that? Hello? If this is Mrs. Walton, get to your son now. What? Now, down at your front door. Sis, what's the problem? People playing on your phone, sister. Talking about go to the door. That don't sound right to me. What? Girl, please. Patricia proceeds to the door. Sis! What you doing? Don't go out that door. Are you crazy? Come on, really? I'm serious. I don't play them games. I'm calling the police. Chanel proceeds to pick up the phone and it rings again. Pick it up. They both wait. Chanel gets ready to pick up the phone and then it stops ringing. Now the doorbell rings. Something ain't right about this. For real. Jeremy, go get your dad. Go ahead. Call the police, sis. Scene opens with a spot on Frank. He speaks. I heard the car pull off. Saw Thomas coming towards the front door. I was upstairs looking out the window. My heart started racing for some reason. Almost immediately when I saw that it was him, I turned away, leaving the bedroom to go downstairs. Did I know? My brother's keeper. Jeremy, he, he met me at the door. 911, what's your emergency? Scene opens to Thomas, who is standing at the front door. He goes for his key. He doesn't have them. He pushes doorbell for a second time, but no one answers again. So he heads back to the street to see if he dropped his keys. Brady walks up to Thomas and stops him by pulling his shoulder. Coming around here looking for trouble, boy? No, I don't want no trouble. I just want to go home. Scene opens to the Walton's home. They're becoming more flustered. Frank tries to calm everyone down. Stop worrying. It's, it's just Thomas at the door. It's okay. No, Thomas has a key. He would just come in. Somebody's been playing on the phone and ringing the doorbell. Chanel called the police. Get your gun. God, please protect my family in Jesus' name. Brady and Thomas are in the middle of the street in a heavy altercation. Brady is relentless in dominating the situation. Thomas is becoming more fearful by fighting back with all his might. Brady overpowers him in strength. Ain't nobody helping you. You're a criminal. Off me, man. I'm just trying to find my key. What's wrong with you? Special light on Alfred as he delivers his lie. A battle like two animals. They were fighting in the middle of the street just to land right in his front yard. I just knew the police would get here in time to stop it all. I did what I was supposed to do. Now, every man for himself. God for us all. Life shifts to Thomas and Brady. Brady has lost complete control. Thomas is now helpless. Get off me! Please! Hands up, man! I'm not trying to fight you no more! Oh, no! No! Oh, no! No! Please! Please don't shoot me! I can do it. Please! Mama! Mama! Help! Lights are dimly lit on Thomas and Brady. 
Brady fires his gun. Scene shifts to Walter's home. Thomas! That's my baby! My God, oh my baby! Patricia gets ready to run to the door, but is stopped by Frank. No, get back! He then proceeds to the door. Thomas! Oh my God! Oh God! He opens the door. Thomas! Shot is fired. Frank is stunned as he sees Thomas lying on the ground in a pool of blood. No! No, Thomas! No, my God! No! Frank and Brady are faced off with their weapons, pointing at each other's direction. Pat lowers Frank's gun to stop the possible battle and tend to her son. I didn't. He didn't. He attacked me! I was just, and he attacked me. Life shifts to slow dim as the characters on stage freeze into position. Reporters are standing in a spotlight to report the case. Breaking news, a tragic death of young teen Thomas Walden leaves a community in mourning. Could this possibly be another case of stand your ground gone wrong? The investigation continues, stay tuned. According to recent report, Brady Mahoney, the shooter involved in recent death of young teen Thomas Walton, will not be held on criminal charges. He alleges self-defense. The family demands justice. We have requested to speak with the mother, but she has denied our request at this time. We, we will, will remain, remain hopeful. Spotlight on Chanel. She then speaks while music continues under her monologue. In a moment, we will all be changed. And in that moment, I saw something shift in her. You know how when bad things happen, people just fall apart? No, she was different. I saw her made stronger. How does that happen? When you're suddenly torn apart and made whole again. I don't know, but I'm still crying and yet I haven't seen her cry at all since that night. My sister. My nephew, I'm gonna miss him. Light opens with a spot on the lawyer. There's rhythmic music being played as she delivers her line. She is strong and upright in her disposition as she is making her opening statement to the court. I warned him. And again, the offender walks away. The police make no arrest. The family lives the horror. The public has become affected, but this time, no one stays quiet. This time, we all take action. A standard ground law states that a person may use force in self-defense when there is a reasonable belief of a threat. He was a child, preparing to enter his home, trying to find his key that appeared to have fallen in the street in front of his home. Who was really under attack? I'll let you decide. Cast is frozen and strategically placed on stage. Lights are flashing like cameras when the police walk into the scene. There's music being played as the cast comes to life. Each character is lit when it's their time to make their speech. Spotlight on Sally. Scene moves to hearing public responses. I was in my bed when I saw it on the news. I saw it in the news for God's sake. Can't believe nothing coming off the mouth of those peckers. Just no way to address a man who ain't even been given a trial. Due process. Everyone is innocent until proven guilty, right? That's the law. You got all this stuff out here about my son? People gonna think all kinds of ways about my sweet boy. And you don't know him. Not none of you do. You don't know my son. He's a good boy and I believe him. He's not a shooter. If he said he was attacked, he was attacked. Sure, that kid had dealings, maybe drugs or something. Coming from that neighborhood they said he coming from, but not my son. 
Leave him alone. Please leave him alone. Sally walks away with Brady. We've been advised to refrain from conversations regarding the case at this time. I have a plan to catch. Have a great day. That's not right. It's just not right. We can't keep letting this happen to our people. I'm just at a loss of words. All I could say is, what if that were my child or your child? I mean, is this really what the world is coming to? Make no arrests? Are they crazy? They're letting criminals walk the streets. It was really good to see so many people trying to support his family. I was one of his friends, and we did a prayer and march around the school for him. We must do more. This is our revolution. No justice, no peace. Upper East Side, Lower East Side, I don't care. They all need to go to jail. I was just washing dishes when I heard the noise. My husband checked outside the window. This man was on top of this kid. Like seriously, a kid? And then I heard shots fired. Talking about we need to clean up the street. We need to clean up our law enforcement. This is just ridiculous. He really didn't deserve that. He was just a kid. Am I next? I'm so scared. I live in that neighborhood and we've never had anything happen like that, ever. I'm just so sorry for the family. I cry every night since. It's just ridiculous. Police profiling has become a pivotal topic since the recent tragedies. Are minorities at a social disadvantage when defining our justice system? I don't care if we have to march to heaven, but this has, has got, got to stop. stop. No justice, no peace. Scene opens to spotlight on Frank. He speaks. I wrote the press release, sent it to every newspaper I knew. Pet wanted to just escape it and continue with business as usual. She said, oh, he'll have his day in court. I took that literally. So I did what I had to do to make that happen. If I can't keep the hope existing in my own family, then... What am I good for? It's time they heard from my perspective. No justice. No peace. End of Act One. You're listening to Lights, Audio, Action on St. Louis Public Radio.